gnomes up front at first. <laughs> yeah, he gets the spotlight. I could bring it up since we have a Bill's gnome. Mm. So, so anyway, we got this. Uh, we got a new gnome, which someone suggested. We always seem to have new gnomes. Well, apparently, I, we need to keep getting new gnomes. I, I keep know. an eye out for these things. You know, they're they're actually hard to find. They're they're they don't multiply much. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to find. And I want one with arms and legs. So anyway, this okay. is a bill. This is a Buffalo Bills gnome, and uh, they just came up with a contract for Josh Allen, our quarterback. Yeah, you're giving him what forty some million dollars a year for it's the not next bad. for the next seven years. Wow. Mm. That's a good bling for throwing a football around. And here we are selling humble, humbly selling headphones for mm. a living. <laughs> I wish I knew how to play football. <laughs> mm. Anyway, mm. today we're talking about making the perfect headphone for you. Mm. Or me? you. Yeah, you. Oh. Only you. Okay. I mean, it could be me if I was looking in a mirror, but it's you. But what if you were me? You. <laughs> Would I be you? <laughs> like this, you. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like so many topics, this one's a little trickier than it might seem. A lot of people initially coming from the outside seem to think you want a flat response. And we had a video on that one defining more or less exactly what a flat response is. It's a bit more complex than you might expect. It's not always so straightforward. Yeah, so, I think the video is called What is Flat? Yeah. So that one's a little tricky, too. You can't just be like, make a flat headphone because there's a, a considerable no amount thing. of discussion that could occur and what that means. Yeah. And... That's for sure. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the person wants. Yeah. The average person might think that they want that. They might think neutral is a good target. And yeah, probably is reasonable. You, but the idea is here, well, let's what's say, the best? what if you did want flat? Because like, we're making this for you mm. yeah. or you. So then now, how would we determine what sound we would, how would, what sound we would make for this headphone for you? How would we, how could we create a test to know what you would want? <laughs> Need to be like a hearing test, huh? I, well, I, I mean, that might help. You know, you could always boost up your yeah, week. Do you want more here or there? That yeah. probably wouldn't be a bad start. Get a freak potty. As a ears. reference, if you were doing it for one singular person, yeah. I would probably start there. Just yeah. see what hearing damage do you have yeah. over the spectrum. You know, start across the sweep range. You, you, you would try to assess the, uh, the threshold of hearing it's for close. this particular individual yeah. and try to characterize that. Um, and then I guess you could design a headphone that, in this place, in system, uh, on their head, uh, produces this frequency response. Of whatever would be good for that hearing response, <laughs> mm. which we'd have to determine somewhere because I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Did anyone take the hearing response of somebody? Of a singular individual. Yeah, and then decide what's good for, you know, what what response the speaker had want you to have to match that person? Probably not. Some companies actually take into account your actual ear itself you'll take a 3d scan or something like that or a mold impression your ear and they will compute the head related transfer function that you are that your actual ear has and they will come up with a preferential curve for you i suppose the concern there is whether or not your flat that they compute is actually what you want is actually the most preferential response because it's very difficult to assert that it's you would need to basically just hear all the different things and make a determination whether or not that's actually what you want that flat that somebody else assumes is your most preferential response yeah it'd be be tough to even create like test patterns or tones or stuff because then you got to play that on something that plays it back in a way that you understand it compared relative to the person's ears right (laughs) that's that's i guess if you had a headphone that was a reference and you sent that a kit to the man 
said, okay, we know what this headphone does yeah. on, and we have experience with, you know, at, at some point you'll build a, a library, you'll start to learn what people, I guess that's what it would be boiled down to. You start somewhere. Yeah, but now you're averaging basically. Now you're mm -hmm. determining what other people like. I guess. If you're making something yeah. for one person, I think the only way to go is to actually verify this person's actually measured response. You verify that their ear doesn't have uh, unreasonable attenuation at one particular frequency range. You make sure that their uh, degradation over time is uh, within normal bounds first. I mean, I don't know, if I gave, if I gave you a headphone, a system, said, and I don't know, let's say we have five tracks on there that we, we chose, right, and said, you listen to these, and then you make a specific questionnaire to so answer these questions about what you hear. You think that would work? <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> no? Like you don't think there would be no way to match it up? No. Probably not. Kind of like a dating service type thing, right? It's almost like that where you're saying, well, all right, the, the, obviously they come up with their own algorithms, right, to figure out how you're telling them your likes and dislikes, and they're matching up with people who they think are, you know, it's kind of like that, I guess. <laughs> People aren't always very good at answering questions, though. Well, that is an issue, yeah. Well, it's the same with the old school eye test exams. I always just say, you know, yeah. you go to an eye exam and a doctor asks you, you know, what do you see? And they're like, well, how do you know you're seeing, how do you know the guy is, you're describing it the way he wants you to hear it? And then he gives you a script that's two, two, two times well, off because you don't answer well, the question properly. I don't know about yeah. that far, but yeah. yeah. Testing can be very difficult because yeah. you're dealing with a human on the other end. Yeah. And if they don't really understand the questions, they could possibly give you results that are slightly skewed. Uh, obviously, you could improve the testing to try to mitigate this, but I think there's limits on how good you could get. So I don't really know the best way to get close to perfect for a singular individual. All the tests, for the most part, what most people are focusing on and researching is the average response, what most people want to hear. Right. Well, we've seen, we've seen people do, we've seen companies make what they consider to be an average curve. There's a few of them out there, and, but they only work for 50, 60% of the population from what I've gathered. Right, on average it's you pretty know? good, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's perfect for you. But then that's the thing, how do we get it for you? Well, it's the thing, even if you do correct it for just you, you're used to hearing normal everyday things without the correction. So to you, wouldn't that like sound unnatural to you then? I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you're correcting for the sound of the headphone, the whole playback chain, basically, right, to your ears, and trying to make it sound like what it, sound to you like what is natural. But yeah, I mean, obviously everyone's trying to do that. But how do we make it as natural as possible to you or him or? Well, know. and then you also got to take into account time because over time, your preferences are pretty likely to change and the way your ear actually responds might change. It's possible your inner anatomy might have small changes as well. So if you're looking for perfection, I think you're going to have to frequently reassess what you want to hear. And it's very possible that you might want to hear different things as, as time evolves. You might want a different preferential curve as you get older. In fact, I think that's pretty likely. Well, I know. Preferences will change. I guess since we're talking about more of a physical change with the design of the headphone rather than like, because everyone's going to say, oh, why don't you just use EQ? Obviously, you can make it sound as any way you want, right? Right, yeah. right there. It's automatic. Mm -hmm. And we're more, why we should bring up that we're discussing more about mechanically making a headphone that's angled a certain way, fits your head a certain way. You know, again, we talked about the transfer function with the ear where you do a, you know, take a shot of your picture of your ear. We see how it's shaped. We can adjust the acoustics and the cup size to fit you. So there's a lot of things other than just asking, I guess, that we could do physically um, to tailor a headphone for you. 
I mean, it'd be like having a custom pair of shoes made for you, you know? A guy measuring everything for you and yeah. fitting them for you, just you. Yeah. Or a suit. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to fit nice. It's kind of like a 1266 with the adjustments. You know, you can change it depending on your I guess that's kind of where everything. we're rolling with this. Is, yeah. yeah. That's what the twelve six AB 1266 was designed for. You can adjust the acoustics for you. But rotate the ear pads, spread it out. It doesn't cl- right. have to clamp. So, yeah, it's got a full range of adjustability for the acoustic, which is the f- it's a physical adjustment you can make on it, where everything else you're you're pretty much stuck. It sits on your head, and that's the way it sits. There's a few that you can change it. Yeah, some, yeah. It's like a mechanical EQ, but it has, I think, more finite bounds than you would get with the typical EQ. And if you just throw EQ in front of someone, I think it's very difficult for them to come up with a a very good EQ for them specifically. Uh, Most people find that to be very challenging. They fight over a trivial detail in one frequency band for an extended period of time, then come to figure out that they had it too high or too low all along. Uh, And doing this all the way across the board is very, very difficult. Uh, Most people just don't really have the the experience understanding what they really want to hear because every change you make, it sounds different. But is it better? Well, this would be more of an acoustic EQ, right? Not a, not you know, and I mean, and and even with that, I mean, it's kind of it's more of a fine tune, but. I mean, you are, you are in some respects changing levels because, you know, you can move the head, headphone more forward and bring out more of the female vocals. You're basically changing placement within the sound stage. You're changing where the imaging is within the sound stage. And oh. for some people, that's kind of cool. You I mean, know? it's kind of like moving speakers. Right. Yeah. yeah, or moving in a room and the right. speakers are situated. Well, yeah, that too. Sound better here or here. Yeah. So. I guess it just allows you to, to tune the thing to your preferences in place with a reasonable finite band of adjustment and it makes it easier. And I think though, true, like you look at something like, uh, you know, you talk about transfer function or impulse response or however way you want to measure this thing. But um, bottom line is that you are picking up, relatively speaking, the sense of speed with the bass by changing the acoustic. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there when you move the source about your ear because your brain's trying to localize and figure out where it's coming from. You know, and um, so if you give the brain more information, it it's it can figure it out easier. So it's it's kind of cool in that respect, but I guess not everyone's into imaging and soundstage. You know, well, a lot of people don't really know what it is. They haven't had experience with it, so it maybe it doesn't matter to them. That's very possible. Right. It's true. Really depends on your experience. Although some people, one particular detail is hypercritical, and to other people, they don't care at all. That's the trouble with coming up with something just for one person. It's very difficult. You need to figure out exactly what they want to hear and try to come up with the most favorable way to do it. But these things are actually very complicated. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what you're used to because, like, people talk about, like, imaging, like, like, IEMs and stuff, and it's always like, man, it has a, such a wide sound stage. But then you hear it and you're like, well, this ain't like a full-size headphone kind of imaging. Yeah. You know? So It's it inside your from, canal. Yeah, what you're used to hearing. Yeah. Yeah. You almost need like a slider system or something. You know, the My Choice headphone, you got like sliders for whatever, imaging, treble, bass or whatever. You could yeah. slide them around and it gives you a certain amount of points or something. I guess that would be the way and to you do it. move the points around between the different assets to figure out what it, you think is, is your preference. Yeah, we need an app. You would need to create an app. That way the customer could download the app and you probably have to send them a reference headphone to you, something that is a, a standard. And then... 
do that and say, okay, yeah, here, relative to this reference, right? What would you like more or less of? Yeah, and then throw out like a female vocal. Okay, we're and then have the software place that. Mm. Where would you put? Where would you like to hear her coming from <laughs> in the sound stage? You know, it'd be kind of cool, really, when you think about it. It wouldn't be hard to do. It wouldn't be that hard to do, really. Or you build a room with like thirty-seven speakers all the way around you to do that. <laughs> you sit in the middle. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, you got to like bring people to the room. Yeah. That, well. That's kind of tough. It, <laughs> if you could bring the room to the people. Well, okay. It's in the back of a tractor trailer. Oh yeah. 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 You could do that. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Some people have rooms like that for. Uh, well, I don't know what the hell they use it for. I guess for measurements. Right? They're trying to create a diffuse yeah. field. Yeah. So they got speakers all around, and they can they can configure placement. So you need one of those. You need a booth with a lot of speakers, like you said. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of cool, though. But uh, but then then you got to be able to transfer that to the design of the headphone. Yes. Yeah. You would need a very complex system in place. Yeah. Yeah. What would be interesting, I think, is to characterize one individual and somehow come up with a way to extrapolate into the future Ooh, AI. what their preferences are going to be. Yeah. Right? I think it would be very interesting yeah, to see that. Well, if you track one individual, you see how their hearing changes over time, see if there's any degradation, um, and see how the frequencies are impacted as they age. It could be that it's very much nonlinear or out of the expected range for one reason or another. And I'd also like to see how that compares to people in different parts of the globe because there could be specific regions that have more degradation in a specific area yeah. of their hearing than others because of outside factors and whatnot. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. But you need to calculate all these things. That's you a throw lot of it data. feed into some AI yeah. and then out comes some sort of like um, what would you call that? Some sort of like uh, AI machine learning neuro hearing degradation. The, the headphone could calculator. sense when you're really getting well, into the music. <laughs> it would be your baseline. You know, that's yeah, where you start. This from. is the mechanical mathematical equation to c- compute your mechanical ability right. of your ears. Uh, and then you could extrapolate going forward with high probability that you, you hit it dead on. Yeah, they do that with uh, every it, six months you get a new headphone. The thing. Yeah. A little barn goes in and out of focus and then it tells you what your prescription is. Huh. But they still check it, you know, to make sure yeah. it's like right. But that's like this is what it should be. Yeah. We think. And it's so like you could do that with imaging. Guess. Yeah. You know, you could move the, with imaging. You could you could b- create a vocal that's forward or backwards reference to, you know, f- how far you away it is. You could make these tests. Say, yeah. Where would you like this vocal placed? And that's kind of the same thing. You're, instead, it's like it's like that. You could, we could probably go look at what the damn these eye tests are doing, and it's similar, I guess. I think for something like that, what you really need is data, though. You simply need a huge number of people to be able to train some sort of AI to determine whether or not this data is valid. Because uh, I think you're going to have a high probability of people producing conflicting or invalid results. Yeah, I people guess. saying the wrong thing, and then to know with certainty yeah. that what they actually wanted was something else. Basically, you're taking the data they provide you and you're using that to interpret the results. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you would have to do. It's I think. not really as idiot proof as an object coming into focus. No. Right. Saying okay, right there is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you could you could use that for an acoustic perspective. I mean, you could. Yeah, uh, it would be some value. Yeah, but, but you're right, and but you're still got to figure out how to reproduce it the way they would like to hear it. But mm. I, I don't. You probably wouldn't take a lot of data points though to figure that out. More would be better though. You know, I mean, I guess, I guess hundreds, the, maybe thousands. More, more would be better, yeah. But I guess the real key would be to not try to adjust too many things. You know, like okay, we got it. We yeah, got to focus set, on one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like one right, yeah. right. But eventually, the goal has to be to cover everything. Yeah. So basically, you say where do you live. Where have you lived? How old are you? 
what's your experience in music you yeah. plug these things in you have like basic sliders for your preferences and then oh here we go we have with 99 percent certainty this is your preferred result i think if you supplied like a free app to people i think a lot you'd have a lot of feedback really quick i think people would yeah. love to do that as a test you know but again you'd but you're dealing you with all the different whole systems you would have yeah. to have references that is a bit of an you issue you like yeah. using yeah. some sort of earbud that everyone has there might be a way to extrapolate from that though but yeah it seems like it would be rather difficult yeah. Yeah. everyone has to use like stock apple earbuds or yeah. something well that would be even dongle. then there's, but that's, there's, there's millions of those, of those. Yeah. yeah right i mean you could do that there's millions of those in the world. Yeah, you know, and then millions. you would have to figure out a way to clean the data because there's going to be outliers. And you could tell people the, that plug in could, bad results, and they don't even fit in their ear right. Oh uh, like yeah, that. right. Well, no, you just do the test first. You use the Apple one. You do the Apple test for seal and everything. All right, it has to make sure everything's right. <laughs> right. Then it could do the test. Yeah. And you also have to go and make sure your ears are cleaned out ahead of time. Otherwise, mm. occasionally someone's going to have wax in one ear, mm. not the other, and it's going to skew the results. Well, you could throw. You just throw that data out. You know, it's an outlier. You got to figure out how to know that yeah. though. Yeah, right. How That's do you know true. which one's an outlier and which yeah. one's actually good work on that but that actually wouldn't be a bad way to go that's assuming that that all these mass-produced headphones are similar in nature they're all sound the same because i don't know who the hell compares six apple millions of earbuds yeah Yeah, i mean i have no idea i've never even tried more than one right i think it's probably close enough to get good data probably yeah i haven't done it yeah right so anyway that wouldn't be a bad way to go where you tell the app okay i've got this headphone you know what it is and, you know, you can use the data accordingly. That's possible, it's but it sounds very, very complicated. You, you're going to need a team of engineers. You would need teams timer. of super mathy people. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Looking at walls of numbers, you yeah. know, matrix style. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you like. I got uh, it. Okay. Yeah. You like green. That could <laughs> well, no, you just have the computer do the heavy lifting. Yeah, you know? yeah but you got to yeah. tell the computer how. It's got to start. You tell it exactly. Yes. What it would do with a lifetime supply. That's exactly. Well, what's that IBM for. computer's name? Well, I don't have it. Watson? Yeah, let's see if Watson can yeah. figure that out. Hey, Watson, I got a couple numbers for you. I don't it. know if it works like I that. We can get that figured out. <laughs> anyway, obviously, as usual, we just, uh, we just, we're starting to lose it again. Get a little but you know what? Mm-hmm. I think we were there. We are almost there. We, 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 we almost got it figured out in, what, 15 minutes or so? Mm. Think of, what yeah, we could, sort of. think of what we could do in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit here and think about it. Man. Yeah, wow. Just start thinking for two years straight. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe at some point something will happen, but uh, but probably not. <laughs> Obviously, this one's this one's probably beyond us. That's why the twelve sixty six. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. figure it out. You address it the way you yeah, like it's it. Your problem now. And then we don't have to do any of this stuff. Yeah. Problem solved. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe. It sounds like a cool project to think about. This sounds like a good job for a startup. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you said, some guy that has a some shit ton of math. significant experience. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't know Real what to math-y. do with it. Doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Just wants more numbers. Yeah, right. And who, who's interested in audio? He likes listening yes. to like con- live concerts or something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So done. So We got it all solved. Well, yeah. yeah. All we got to do is find that guy and we're good. Mm. And then we'll start working on <laughs> it. All right. So on that note, everybody, thank you very much for watching. And uh, please thumbs us up if you like this video and uh, take care of yourself.